Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, Stephen Lang? <laughs> oh, how formal. Um, oh, I've mixed it up. How, how formal, Bobby Norris. Um, uh, yes, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, all, all is well in my world. How are you? Really good, thank you, babe. Really good. Good to see your face again. I'm liking the hair. Have you changed it up again? Oh, I'll be honest, it's gym hair. Oh, is it? Jim Lev is actually straight out the shower, go training. I don't even like put a brush or an air dryer to it. <laughs> so that's your natural hair, comes, is it? <laughs> yeah, natural hair. Yeah, it's actually quite wild. When I think about the first time I met you, Bob, you did look very <laughs> different to how you look now. <laughs> Blow dried to an inch of its life. Yeah. Foundation, bronzer. Yeah, I don't know who I am anymore. It's no funny man. though, isn't it? Because I feel like, yeah, you've had quite a journey, haven't you? And now look at you, you're au naturel. Au naturel, boys. Oh my God, talking of journey, I was looking back at old photos and, uh, oh, I say old photos, old episodes and clips and things that I get tagged into still. And yeah. uh, a lot of people like mimic some of my um, scenes on TikTok and social like they, media. Like, uh, like you know, like the, yeah, like a lip sync. Yeah. Uh, Almost things I forgot I'd filmed over the years. <laughs> and when I look back, and I'm like, gosh, the inches of makeup that was on my face, <laughs> the tattooed eyebrows that was like a McDonald's M on my edge. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to the person who did it, because that's exactly what I wanted, and that was a fashion at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just definitely not where I'm at now in my life. When I do see them kids, I'll be like, gosh, now I look at myself just like, going out the air straight at the sheds, goes to the gym. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> Did it used to take you ages to get ready then? Just oh my to like... God, forever. Yeah, probably about an hour and a half. Jesus. From showering to blow drying to makeup to everything. I can't remember the last time I put a scrap of makeup, unless it's TV jobs in and you've yeah. got a makeup artist, do a little bit of a whatever. Powder. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't have a makeup bag anymore. So I've cut all that time out. And gym days, I was like, obviously, if I'm going out, I'm not an animal. I do blow dry my hair. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you can't take that out of me. But um, when I go to the gym, I just think, what's the... I'm just not one of them boys yeah. that look... Do you know there's certain, certain gyms in particular where people almost... It's a little bit posy, which is if fine. People treat but, it like um, a social, don't they? And if you're always filming yeah. for your TikTok or whatever, you know, people want to look their best i mean i've seen women in with full blow dries and false eyelashes in the gym before and you're like that must be uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, but like, when i see certain people's gym footage or their training stuff click that they've clearly had full glam and uh, whatever floats your boat hun but yeah for me it's just i don't get it <laughs> but even the things when i post about my my training when i'm in a gym i'll do like a clip or a real mm -hmm. on instagram and i then like I think obviously the good old algorithm will then show me other people training. And you've got like these Adonises that just look incredible and these girls that look beautiful. And I'm like, God, I look like just a, a shitty old dog just sweating and panting. I, have, I haven't got it mastered. I'm definitely not um, up there with these, uh, with these people that are looking glam and hot in the gym. But yeah, for but me, I don't think you, sh you should look... For me, if I left the gym feeling glam 
I've not trained my hardest. Yeah, well, that's but exactly. I don't even yeah. walk in there looking glam, to be fair. So how the hell am I walking out looking glam if I walk in looking like this? I would love to see you in the in the changing rooms putting a full face of makeup on, following <laughs> in your gym. Um, well, we have a very exciting show today. Girls are taking over a bit. Um, we've got uh, Shazia Hussein from The Apprentice um, up first, uh, who went out of the show in the fifth week um, and has had quite a bit to say about her experience. Um, so it'd be great to catch up with her. Then also, for, uh, fresh out of Love Island, we've got Cynthia, um, who... Um, be great to speak about her experience we've had a couple of the love islanders on now haven't we and at the end of the show we've got um a pre-record with another couple of love islanders uh that you did last week don't we yes i think it's gonna be a really good show like i say bit of a bit of a girl power and a bit of a love island special we've got it all got so i've just seen an email pop up i must be the luckiest man in the world i've just won the, the lottery allegedly in a country i've never been to congratulations um, yeah, I think I've won a few million pounds. So what a lovely, what a lovely week. Get off this show immediately. You How know you... lucky am I that I've won a lottery that I've never bought a ticket to from a country <laughs> I've never been to. It doesn't sound like a scam to me. What do you reckon? I think you're fine, babes. Just give them your bank details and keep your fingers Yeah, crossed. give them that silk coat and uh, <laughs> transfer the idea. And your address, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the end, we've got um, Olivia and Alex Bowen. So um, we'll play that one out. Um what about showbiz news this week? I want to start actually. Oh yeah, uh, what's caught your eye, babes? Well, you know, I'm 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 always keeping an eye on the royals, um, and right. uh, the Harry and Meghan show seems to have hit the skids a bit. I think. Um, by the way, I want to apologise if I sound a bit weird. I bit my tongue on the weekend, and now oh, I so painful. And I, uh, yeah, I so if I'm sound a bit funny, I've got my this side of my tongue is very painful so sorry if I'm sounding odd um I might sound completely normal but in my head I sound a bit weird um yeah, yeah uh, Harry and uh Harry and Meghan and uh they're sort of um yeah they came so South Park basically did a parody Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it Bob um the yeah clips. Some clips on social media I mean it's been many years since I've watched a full episode of South Same. Park I've seen it kind of go viral yeah, so same. I haven't watched South Park in a long time. I used to love it when I was a teenager. I thought it was like the funniest programme I'd ever seen. Um, and it probably most of it went over my head at the time. Um, but yeah, they've kind of lampooned or parodied uh, Harry and Meghan um, without naming them. Uh, but it seems to be them. Um, and in it, they are the Prince and Princess of Canada. Um, and they look very much like them, and they're going on their <laughs> worldwide privacy tour um, and <laughs> talking about how. <laughs> I mean, it is quite funny. They've got they've got banners going on a talk show saying "We want privacy, we want privacy," and um, and. But uh, book looks um, very familiar to Harry's <laughs> there, doesn't it? Yeah, it could so, just be a massive coincidence. It could be, and that would be a surprise because he's ginger and she's got a big hat on and. Um, yeah, the book's called Wah, um, because it's just him complaining about press intrusion. Um, uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. And apparently um, there's some talk of legal notices going out or them exploring sort of uh, if they can do anything about it legally. But I think from what I remember of South Park in years gone by, they've always been very careful to tread within the lines of the law, push the boundaries as far as they can. But tread, but sort of push the boundaries yeah. a bit, um, and yeah, so um, it kind of doesn't make them look very good. And I think it's 
one of the discussions that's been had quite a bit, isn't it, about if they want privacy so much, why are they still talking about all of their issues? Why can they not just go and live their private life? Um, what do you make of it? Well, like you say, just touching upon the whether there'd be a legal case, obviously I'm no barrister or solicitor, but I would imagine a show as big as South Park that's been around for as long as it has, I can't imagine anything hits the screens that hasn't gone through legal once, twice, four times. Yeah. So I reckon they've probably, as you said, if, if it is about Harry and Meghan, as we say, no one's confirmed it, uh, whether they actually need to or not, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I think probably they know exactly how far they can take things. But I'm interested, do you think this is a reflection? Are they reading the room of America now or globally of where people's heads are at? Because they seem very popular when Harry and Meghan went to America. America mm. kind of took them under their thing. And from what I see when I see stuff on social media and stuff, is the, is the tide turning a little bit now? I would say so. Um, but then, you know, having said that, his book was the fastest selling uh, autobiography of all time, I think, even more so than Barack Obama, um, who was America's first black president. You know, this is no small, small deal. Um, no. So, but then maybe people are interested in the story, but don't necessarily buy into them as a couple. There's lots of variables. You might buy the book, but not like them. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, or have a positive feeling about them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it seems to me, I mean, you, what they said in their documentary was a keyboard warrior situation with them is pretty difficult to deal with. And this is kind of it taken up another level, isn't it? I mean, this is a national show kind of lampooning them or the Prince and Princess of Canada. Um, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I I feel like maybe it's it's it, it whether or not it, it, the tide has turned. I guess there are certain people that definitely think what what this show is saying that they continue to sort of do their thing while complaining they haven't got any privacy. Um, uh, and then there's people say that they should be able to do what they want on their terms, and their and the and the argument beforehand was that it wasn't on their terms. You know, they had to go to these red carpet events or or charity dues and. The opening of a you know envelope or whatever um and they had to go because it was their duty now they don't have that so yeah i don't know mixed bit of a mixed bag for it, them isn't it's it it's a tricky one i think for for me personally for someone who's campaigned for four and a half years maybe pushing five now to change the law and stuff when it comes to trolling um i kind of i don't know if i see this as that which i don't know if if that is the right frame. It's a really strange one. Because there is that fine line, and I do believe yeah. take the trolling out because I think that that should have come into it, what your job is. But when you are in the public eye and a celebrity, I mean, especially the level Harry and Meghan are at, you almost there has to almost be this unspoken rule, I think, where if shows are to be made or do you remember back in the day there was like was it called splitting image? Splitting image, yeah. In yeah. So there almost has to be this, you've got to be able to laugh at yourself yeah. a little bit. And when you are in the public eye and you have such a huge profile, there are going to be parodies. And but I don't know if you almost have to take that as an endearing thing. As I say, I've not seen the episode, I've seen clips of it. And as much as I can see that it might be a little bit of a, a tough watch for them, um, 
Yeah, it's tricky because am I being a hypocrite by campaign? I think this is a different thing to truck. You know what I'm? I don't yeah. know. I'm a little bit. I don't know where I'm at with it. I can see it's not going to be a nice watch. And would you sit down together over your dinner and watch it? Probably not if it was Harry and Meghan. Yeah. But is there almost that level that you kind of have to think, look, this is our lives. We are where we are and we've got the profiles we've got. This is nothing new. This has happened time and time again yeah. to, to people. Um, and the Royals Yeah, like even back in the day, if you think, even The Simpsons was yeah. notorious for kind of poking fun at... But I think there's that, there has to be that fine line that it's done almost in jest and with a, an element of, like, not so much love, but you don't want to slaughter someone or annihilate them. Yeah. Um, but then if it's someone that's holding a mirror up to you and you don't like it, I don't know. It's a tricky one for me. It is a tricky one. I, I agree with you. I guess their argument would be... It's just uh, two characters we've made up, the Prince and Princess yeah. of Canada. Uh, I mean, um, we're debating like this is about uh, Ari and Meghan, and we don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, just to finish quickly, um, you know, Meghan and, uh, sorry, William and Kate get lampooned all the time. The Queen has been parodied. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's in the royal yeah. family. It, it's just, yeah, it's like, maybe it's just part of the deal. If you do decide to leave the royal family but still be in the public eye then you're going to come under some criticism and some fire and you're going to have to deal with that and that's that yeah. i guess yeah. um, it's right. a funny one yeah it's our first guest here yeah our first guest is here shazir is here so let's get her right. in and talk all things apprentice hi how are you doing hello. hello darling you're right yeah i'm all right how are you really good thank you thanks for joining us this evening it's lovely to have you on the show thanks how is life treating you post-apprentice? I mean, it's, um, it's like no different than like when I went on to the show, really. <laughs> it's, I think it's really been very, very important um, to just really like keep yourself very, very busy, um, uh, which I've been doing because I returned uh, to a full-time job and also a business that I'm like re-establishing. So yeah, everything's been really, really uh, good fun, actually. Can you tell us a bit about that? For anyone that might not have watched this series, can you tell us a bit about your business? Oh, so, um, yeah, great. I love talking about my business. So it's, um, <laughs> it's a fusion. Get that plug in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's, um, it's a fusion uh, Indian dessert recipe that I've basically um, uh, adapted. So, um you know how like the chicken tikka masala was invented by like a European guy that basically made like curry really like um, delicious for everyone yeah, right. yeah. to eat, right? Well, we have a dessert in India called Mithai, which is used in exactly the same way as champagne is used, yet we don't have any high quality version of Mithai um, available in the UK. And as a second generation British um Pakistani um, with a heritage from like India because obviously like we were all one um, mm -hmm. you know when I buy a dessert for my mom who also has like diabetes and health problems I myself have like massive like food intolerances so I've really had to like educate myself in terms of like health mm -hmm. um, and what to eat when to eat um, and just basically experiment with alternate um, ingredients I um, basically um, 
wanted to be able to go into like a luxury retailer like Fortnum and Masons or Harrods and be able to pick up a gift for family and friends, right? Um, and I just wasn't able to access it here in the UK. So I was like, why is this not available? Yet every Indian person spends like thousands and thousands of pounds on like weddings. Um, and, you know, even like the Western community, they love Indian food so mm -hmm. much, right? Like um, I bumped into uh, Gordon Ramsay, who lives up the road from me. Um, <laughs> oh, name and drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, and, you know, I had this conversation with him and I was just like, you know, I mean, Rishi Sunak is our prime minister, right? And yet, yeah. still, like, nobody knows about what Matai is. And I was just like, it's one of my favourite desserts ever. Um, and uh, yeah, I just basically um, developed like a fusion recipe that could be um, uh, that both like the Western and the Asian community would appreciate. Um, and it's called Gourmet Matai, uh, basically. So do you, do you think I love the concepts of this? Because don't you the best business ideas, and like I say, when you see a gap in the market and there's nothing there, yeah, you, you almost like when I used to watch like Dragon's Den back in the day. Yeah, I could think of something that almost seems so simple, and yeah. you think, but what? Why is that not a thing? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that they're often the best ones, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I do think that that comes back to like my neurodiversity um, as well, because I'm always able to see things that are different, you know, within the market, like even on The Apprentice, a lot of what I did, um, you know, for the short period that I was there, um, you know, even Yogita the Giraffe, you know, like this cartoon, I'm sorry, it, like it would never have been remembered without that name, Yogita, you know, um, and even Zip Zap, you know, like, whether people liked it, whether they didn't like it, everybody's going to remember Zip Zap. Do you think, though, that your time, your, like you said, your short time on The Apprentice has helped or hindered what you're doing now? Oh, I'll know, like, I'm somebody that, you know, never regrets what I do. Um, you know, I wish I could be like that. <laughs> you know, everything is an experience. Like, you've got to remember, Steve, that I'm a lot older as well. Like, I'm 40 now. Um, so I've been through, like, in my 20s, I set up as, like, a very successful tech business um you know I've been on the highs I've been on the lows as well so I am somebody that knows how to like manage you know like experience and mm -hmm. you know it's a part of my history now and it's something that you know um it is it, always going to be there um but it's about like moving forward right and yeah regret what you do do never what you know you didn't because if I'd been offered it and I had take I hadn't taken it I would have always been like nah you know what, what I and the thing is, the great thing now is, is that everyone is talking about Gourmet Matai, right? Yeah, right. Not yeah, bad. So, so a winner. Job yeah. done. Yeah. So like I say, no regrets. Everything happens for a reason, babe. But when you when you look back at your time, are you looking through fond eyes at your experience, or could it have been a bit better? Because I know since you've left, you kind of you've spoken out a little bit that it wasn't the best. It was definitely an experience as a new, as a woman, as a woman of color, as a woman of color with neurodiversity. And um, one of the reasons why it was so important for me to go onto a show like that was to showcase like a varied representation of women like me. Yeah. And one of the challenges that I've always had, um, having worked for some of the biggest corporations in the world, including a, an organization like JP Morgan Chase, which is a company that I left to actually join the apprentice when it was offered um you know a lot of a lot of people want to be seen talking about neurodiversity and oh you know it's like 
um, we we um, champion um, neurodiverse people, but creating the environments, the correct environments for people like me to be able to flourish, mm-hmm. you know, is um, something that is really important. And it's something that I want to basically move forward and address as well, because there's gaps, you know, there were gaps within, you know, the apprentice um, and the way that it was produced. And I believe that, you know, there were many, many things that just weren't in place for somebody like me that has not just, you know, dyslexia, which I think a lot of people think is just neurodiversity. And although it is a part of being neurodiverse, like I have dyspraxia, I've got a poor performing working memory, which basically means I need like pens and like notepads like everywhere like literally like I'm like a goldfish right like I need I need my I need to be able to write things down if you take a notepad and a pen away from me it's like taking a wheelchair away from a disabled person you know it's like I I cannot function without that um and I didn't have access to um a pen or a notepad um throughout the in throughout the time that I was there and you know, I um, wasn't able to function in there, um, mm. fortunately. And I think that I have, you know, um, addressed um, an issue in terms of, you know, uh, people in neurodiversity do need the right environments and the correct environments do need to be um, amended and adjusted so that we 100%. can also um, yeah. perform and compete with other people. Yeah. You know, Any quiz um, during filming, did you feel comfortable or did you speak to production and say that I want my pen and paper? Yeah, I did, yeah. I mean, it was really interesting, actually, because actually in my audition um, tape, uh, I did this thing about um, I'm like a goldfish, you know, with like the memory. <laughs> Five-second like, memory. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was like, you know, like very vocal about it, because like, yeah, I am, you know, I like even at work, people, you know, always see me with my notepad, right? And it's like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to... Carry your notepad around with you. Don't make I me... love a pen and paper. Yeah, a, a lot to be said for writing. I've one in my bedside table. You could go write it on your phone under notes, but there's something, whether the word's therapeutic or not, putting pen to paper for me is something you don't get from writing notes on a on a phone. Yeah. No, um, you know, I, I like that actually, what you just said, Bobby. I, I agree. It's very therapeutic as well, like for me. Um you know, mental health is a big thing, especially in a pressurized crocker like yeah. the apprentice. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, like I look, I also have ADHD, you know. Um, and ADHD, there's a lot of mental health involved with it. Um, if yeah. it's not managed correctly, and I, you know, haven't got to this point in my life without managing my ADHD, because you know, I've got many friends um that you know are like you know, unfortunately, they took another path, which was, you know, like, we've got lower levels of dopamine in our brain, we need to increase that, right? So some people turn to like, alcohol and drugs. Um, but that's interesting, know, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, it's a neurological thing, right? Where it's like, we really love music, like loud, like, back, like I have music playing around, like, everywhere I go in like different rooms and stuff, because we need more stimulation. Mm. And it's not just like, it like, you know, um, and it means that we're more creative, we've got more energy um, as well. But when we're high, we're really high. And when we're low, we're really low. So it's like, for me, like the last like 20 years have been spent understanding, like, you know, depression and anxiety as well, because yeah. I have suffered from it. And it's about regulating that. 
So what do I do? Like my morning routine, like as soon as I wake up, going to the bathroom, get my trainers, you know what, I'm out, I'm jogging outdoors in fresh, natural light in the park, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and and get, get, you know, 20 minutes um, it takes, I think, for dopamine to be released, which is the same chemical that is released in your brain when you take cocaine, not that I've ever taken it, but it's the same process, right? Yeah. Like, I have to exercise in the morning in order to regulate my... And did the apprentice not let you do that? Um, look, it's very limited time. Um, so, the, I mean, they gave, there was like one treadmill that was shared between like 20 different people. So <laughs> no one was like, no. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I was asking actually towards the end of the process that I just wanted to be able to go to the park, you know, like fresh air, just be yeah. around trees, be around nature. You know, and also it's like, almost therapy, isn't it? Exercising and training. It's not even so much a luxury, it's it's a it's a need. It for some yeah, people. Yeah. It, it, it definitely is. It's 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 a requirement. Like I and like I, I need to be able to exercise to get rid of, you know, this like anxiety. Yeah. It can yeah. turn into something else. But no, the exercise um wasn't um there. Uh and I remember <laughs> I remember going into the process and a lot of people were saying that, oh, you're not going to want to exercise um, uh, because, you know, the days are so long. And it's like, you know, actually, yeah, the days were really long, but I... You, need, you still needed it. I needed it. I, yeah, it's like they didn't understand, like, the fact that I, like, I run in the morning, I play tennis in the evening as, like, you know, a leisurely, you know, um like form of exercise and then I'll take a walk at lunchtime do you know what I mean like this is what yeah. I do in order to get rid of my energy um levels and just to kind of like calm myself down it wasn't an option there so like all of this like pent up you know like this anxiety and this like frustration just was building and um, building a building and they just thought oh this is a part of someone's negative experience of being well, speaking Sorry, just to, we're running out of time, but I did want to touch on you speak, speaking about negative experience. You did obviously talk about racism that you experienced on the show um, with, with the BBC. How has, has that been resolved in any way? Has anything happened since you kind of said those things and about what happened? Um, what, I, I never used the word uh, racism. I said okay. they were not educated about diversity and inclusion. Okay. I still stand by. Um, yeah, many of the candidates did not know what DNI was outside of um, short and tall. Um, and uh, basically, a, you know, um, an investigation was still going on when I was fired. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, if that's what, you know, like means resolving a situation, then I guess that's what happened. And well, because I, I, I did, uh, sorry, Bob, go on. So I was gonna ask, had, is, had you flagged this to production whilst she was still part of the, the process in the show. Yeah, so after the Yugita task, um, and even like on my social media, I'm being trolled. Like this trolling started after that cartoon and we won the task and it's just a giraffe. It's just an Indian. Yeah, that's I mean, like, I don't know why everyone would go so nuts yeah. about it. It's just a, car- it's just it's a cartoon cartoon. Um, but no, people have, like, I've been really heavily trolled about it and, um, there were a lot of um, that. There was a lot of uh, just incidents that happened during that task that weren't shown um, in the final edit. And also, we won that task because the panel of experts really loved that name. 
that was shown in the final edit as well. And that is something that I have an issue about um, because they showed it in the boardroom as the, one of the panels saying that Yogita the giraffe was um, a bit of a mouthful when actually he meant Yogita the giraffe was a mouthful and not Yogita the name. Ah, interesting. Yeah, but they can't, they, they, you, that episode was edited really, I mean, I don't know how they did it, but you know, they edited it really, really well for those candidates that were involved in it because it was actually atrocious what happened during that episode. It it's was horrible. It's the pitfalls of reality TV, isn't it? It's all in the edit and <laughs> you never quite know what's going to happen until you see it, I guess, isn't it? That's yeah, but I mean, you know, people are not, you know, like there has to be a right and a wrong. Um, and in terms of, you know, um, yeah. like you're not allowed to just, you know, like bully somebody based on race or sex or gender or you know neurodiversity this is not this is not allowed and this was it's not the 1960s anymore we've moved on even if it is the bbc even if it is the bbc it's like i'm not going to be bullied because of you know like those things but um no you know like there's a lot of silencing that goes involved um that that is involved in um that show as well um and you know you'll be hearing more about those experiences um like when i'm out of my contractual obligation okay we'll keep that in mind yeah yeah. Yeah, do you want to come back what date does the contract expire (laughs) oh man i don't even know (laughs) Um, shazia thank you so much for joining us this evening do really appreciate it and um and best of luck with your company and do come on if you want to talk to us again so much guys have a lovely evening you too you thank too. you thanks bye. for joining us bye. 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 bye bye all in the edit in it bob you've learned your lesson over time <laughs> <laughs> let's say of... when the contract expires she'll come and spill some tea yeah i mean there sounds like there's a lot to discuss there and uh yeah i mean certainly you know like you talked about the trolley and stuff so yeah interesting stuff right our um our second guest cynthia from fresh from love island is here so let's get her into chat hello Hello, darling. All right. <laughs> How are you, babes? I'm good. How are you? Really good, thank you. Thanks for joining the show this evening. It's lovely to yes. have you on. Yes, lovely to be here. Are you over the jet lag? Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. It's so weird because it's only two hours ahead. They're only two hours ahead, but I feel like any difference, it doesn't matter. Like it still messes with you, you know? A flyer knocks it out of you, doesn't it? When you travel Oh anyway. my gosh, don't even talk to me about the flight. 12 hours. 12 hours. And do you know what made it worse? Is that my recline on my seat wouldn't go back. That's number one. Oh, no, the recline didn't recline. No, so it didn't recline. Oh. Pressing the button and like shoving it back and it just would not go down. Some poor person behind you was trying to eat their dinner and let us get it. Do you know what it was that made it even worse? There was a little kid that was behind me and he kept kicking. Ooh. It was her birthday as well. So I was like, oh. I really want to, but I was like, I can't really say anything because also my face now is not unrecognisable. Either. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to break some little girl's dreams on her birthday either. So I'm just going to like, leave her to it. But I was fuming, fuming. <laughs> so how do you look back at your experience on, on Love Island? Uh, do you know what? It was a really great experience. I loved every second of it. I know that I'm back home like, and it was a really short sort of experience, but... Mm. 
I am really, really happy with the experience. I had a great time. I met some great girls. I met some great guys. And yeah, I wouldn't change it at all. Right, let, let's spill tea, babes. Oh. We're going straight <laughs> in. Stronger fans of yours and fans of Love Island. Yeah. What do we not all say? What can you tell us? What's gone on? Have you watched any of it back? Or what oh are like, goodness, the secrets that you're told? Don't tell no one this. I'm you can tell me. I'm scared to look, watch it back. I'll be so honest. I'm kind of scared. I've seen clips. Don't get me wrong. I've seen clips. Um, I actually saw a clip today um, from the recoupling where Layla's holding my hand and she's like, you are beautiful. You are sexy. And you want, I was like, listen, I want this man. Okay. Like, no. <laughs> I think that was the fa- like one of my favorite memories. It was so funny, but you don't see a lot. Like you guys, there's a lot that goes on that you guys don't see. Um, you don't see that I had a conversation with Shaq. You don't see I had a conversation with Ron. You don't see I had a conversation with Tom. Um, I had a lot of conversations with Ron actually, in the sense of like the Casey situation. Um, like Ron was telling me, you know, like especially after the night of the straddle, I was a bit worried. <laughs> the night of the straddle. It sounds like something from Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. But I was really worried that it was just a bit much because that's just how I am. Like I am just, that is literally what I would have probably done in real life, just not on the terrace, you know. Um, but I was really worried about it. And I spoke to Ron about it. And he was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like Casey loved every single second of it. Like, I don't know what you mean. Um, and obviously the reason why Casey was laying down on the on the terrace was because he'd hurt his neck behind the scenes doing a pull-up. Right. So that's why he was laying down. Uh-huh. You see, there's things like that. Do you know what I mean? There's little things like that, that you don't see. Um, yeah, and like even the conversations that the girls had with the boys, you don't see those. Um, but yeah, there's so many things you don't see. So many things. How do you feel about Katie and that whole situation with a bit of distance from it now? Do you know what? I am really fine about it. Like, I'm really, really fine about it. Um, I think a lot of people... <laughs> a lot of people have come at me and been like you know he's a this and he's a that and I'm like guys let's just call it we have to respect his decision I respect his decision let's just call it let's not put any negativity out there like at the end of the day he's made his decision he thought that that was the best decision for him I have to accept it I can't do anything to change it and also like he's not here to you know back himself so instead of spouting the negativity let's just focus on the positives which is that I'm out and I get to speak to you guys you know that is very fair of you you've been very even-headed about it cool well, I have to be. don't get me wrong like I <laughs> and when I came out and they asked me for a comment I, oh, like, I trying to stop yourself like <laughs> I spoke in a place that was of hurt and that was of upset and I kind of wish I didn't, but then I, I still am glad that I did because then he will see it and see, okay, no, I did actually really hurt this girl, you know? So, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and at that moment in time, you can only talk what, what's in your heart and yourself. Do you know what I mean? You, exactly. you, can't, you can look back when you've kind of reflected on things, but never regret something you've said because when something's that real to you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, of course, yeah. as a human, that, that's second nature isn't it so don't regret that babes what are the dms saying since uh, do you know what i'm not gonna lie they're a bit dry like they're a bit, i don't know if it's just, maybe it was the straddle i don't know <laughs> the guys are a bit like oh this this girl that straddle was a bit much for me i don't know if i can answer that maybe i don't know but 
Have you had any blue ticks sliding in yet? Actually, yes. Today I did. Today I did. Who? I don't know who he is. Let me have a look. Hold on. Have a look. <laughs> Love this. Remember his name. Where is it? Kevin Rooney. Who is that? I don't know, but I'll be googling straight after the show. Dave <laughs> Wayne's brother, is it? Is it? Can't, they can't be Wayne and Kevin, no. surely. Coco's <laughs> following him, and Molly Salmon is following him. Click on his profile. What's the bio saying, since? Personal blog, Birmingham. It's got a football emoji in it and a crown. Um, oh, that's probably why me and Stephen won't know him. Any yeah, football not, related? No, no idea. Uh, does, he, does he look like a bowler? Um, Kevin Rooney. I'm googling right now. I'm in. Kevin Rooney. Stephen. Get he's off a Google. boxer. Is he a boxer? Oh, no. no, 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 no. Sorry, take that back. He's American. Uh, there's quite a few famous Kevin Rooney's comedian, ice hockey player, boxer, American politician. I'm guessing he's not that. What's the DM say, babes? He was just like, when shall I take you for a date? And I was like, yeah, I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you've pied him straight away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm too busy. I'm too busy. No, 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 no. Are you quite, are you, really busy. Are you quite a content single person? Yes, this is why I've been single for so long. I'm okay with it, which is like, because for me, I even explained this to Casey, like I have a really big heart. So when I open that heart, and you hurt it, I'm a very emotional person, which is why I was crying as well. So, but then when I'm guarded, I'm guarded, you know, and I am okay with being- Are you a Scorpio? No. Or a Leo? I'm, I'm a Virgo. Well, I'm a Leo. Uh, I am a Leo. Uh, I'm a Leo and a Virgo, yeah. Not yeah. 22nd of August. I'm the 23rd. I'm 22nd, <laughs> oh, I feel ya. There you go. We're on the cusp. We're on yeah, the cusp. I'm the same. We're yeah, the cusp. cusp. We're cuspers. There you go. Yeah, I, I get you. When we so when you like, open your heart. Yeah, yeah like, don't get me wrong. Like, oh my gosh, when I love, I love so intensely, so intensely. And I do, did really like him. I still really like him. Do you know what I mean? I think he's a great guy. I think he's really lovely. We got on like a house on fire. Obviously, you guys saw that. Um, so it is disappointing when you don't get picked because I genuinely thought that I was probably going to get picked do you know what I mean I could see this is what I find with Love Island that I just I know I I mean I don't think I'm of the caliber of well 30 I'm gay so I mean I'm not going to get on there anyway but like I mean like I don't think I could face the the rejection I, I honestly think it would devastate me yeah it was intense I think if he would say for example if we were on the outside world and he would have rejected me I would have been like sweet sick no drama whatever but because yeah. like I said on After Sun I've got 12 people standing in front, like, well, 11 people in front of me right now. Yeah. Looking at me like, oh shit, like, you know, she, 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 we thought she was going, she's now not going. Is she okay? And I don't like that. I don't like when people are like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because they're like that. a pity thing. Yeah, you don't like, I yeah. could feel it. I could feel it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, Ron was looking at me. Tom was looking at me. Everyone was looking at me apart from Casey. Everyone was looking at me apart from Casey. So I was like, oh man, like I don't. And then a light bulb just switched on and I was like, there's a camera flying above my head. I am, this is not, I'm not in a private world right now. I, this is on TV. Yeah. This is going to be broadcasted whether I like it or not in front of thousands of people. And so that's when like, I kind of was like starting to break down a little bit. And then there was comments made in between. So obviously certain things got cut um, and, um, 
I'm, I base, I'm quite harsh on myself. So I basically made the comment of like, I guess I'm the girl that never gets picked. And <laughs> Ron was basically like, sin, like I promise you, like someone will pick you. And then that's when I really started to cry. And that's when I turned around. Cause I was like, is he fuck seeing me cry number one? That's not happening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. you know, Don't be nice to me. And no, 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 no. the satisfaction of watching me exactly exactly like you can hear it but you ain't seeing it do you know what I mean and that's what set me off and then also the whole element of me being embarrassed as well so that that was the whole you know and then I watched it back and I was like because with the music as well so yeah they really like to amp up that drama what's what's life got in store for you now oh my gosh I'm so excited about life right now like I'm so so excited I obviously have my online baking business so I do not have any plans to go back to being a dental receptionist because I never wanted to do it in the first place (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like I never wanted to do it in the first place like it was I actually used to work in retail before I did uh, the dental receptionist job so um, I have always wanted to be a baker and that is my number one thing right now is to just really grow my bakery like I'm so content with just owning my own little bakery having people love that and it's living the dream yeah Yeah, like I don't I genuinely do not care about like brand deals when it comes to like clothing and all that I genuinely just like I'm not fussed about them I really just want a bakery and I will be so happy with life with that you know I love that yeah so that's the goal and then obviously other other I can feel from your energy you've got so I can feel from your energy that like you've gone in there with the best intentions, your genuine girl, do you know what I mean? So gonna ask, you don't mean to be a shady bitch, but gonna ask, it's an interview. Is there anyone in there that you think's either there for fame, brand deals, or showmances? What are we saying, Synth? I think everyone is. At the end of the day, like I knew, okay, cool, when I applied for this, it's Love Island. I've got a baking yeah. business. Do you know what I mean? Like. I, I am going to get some sort of, you know, out to, to the baking business. But I think there are people in there that do want love. I think pretty much everyone in there is kind of like, look, okay, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm going to go in there. If I leave here with a boyfriend, with a girlfriend, then even better. But at the end of the day, I'm still going in there and I'm, it's a free holiday, realistically. Yeah. But I do think everyone in there is actually wanting the love that they currently have at the moment I do interesting well uh thank you so much for joining us this evening really appreciate it and um best of luck with the baking business I'm going to check it out I mean I'm intrigued (laughs) what's it called for anyone listening shout it out what's your Instagram so the my main Instagram is Cynthia Taiwo underscore and then the baking business is called Sinful Treats underscore. So you know my name's Cynthia, Sin City, you know, Sinful. Love what you've done now. I like it. I like you it. Know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh no, you're mad, girl. Oh fuck. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having Pleasure me. Pleasure to chat with you. You're so welcome, darling. Mwah. Hopefully speak okay, again. Chin up. Yes. Bye bye. 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 Uh, Much respect to, like we've said before, for people that put themselves forward on Love Island because, yeah, I think the idea of um, getting getting pied in public is too much. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but things don't work. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Especially when you're like a beautiful girl, like she is, and like it's like, you know, anyone would be lucky to have you. And then it's just a matter of 
how you just kind of connect with someone, isn't it? It's not really anything to do with how you look or, yeah. Yeah. And no yeah. one ever should feel, I think, on TV, but there is always, I mean, obviously I've not been on Love Island, but I think there is that, on top of just your emotions you're feeling at the time, because your heart's your heart and everyone's human, but on top of that, because something's publicised so publicly on TV, it then adds the embarrassment on top of it. Yeah. Not that anyone should feel that. But, but you just would, yeah, just by its don't. nature. Yeah, of course. So uh, that's just a, another kick in the knees. But uh, <laughs> she's smashing it. So, uh, yeah, lovely energy from her. I know she was one of my star signs, I can tell. <sighs> I was the impressed. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, right, we've got our uh, little um, your pre-record with uh, Olivia and Alex. What can we expect? Them both. So we're talking all things love. So we recorded this last week in honour of uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, yeah, a bit of Love Island chat, a bit of love, do's and don'ts on first date. So yeah, check it out, guys. How are you guys? All right. We're good, you. Yeah. You look really well, man. You do Thank you, well. mate. It's good to see you. It's been too long. I know. So long. I can't even remember the last time we saw each other. What was we doing? We was at Bingo. Yeah, we... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do remember actually. <laughs> I do remember that. That was before the Penny D, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, so long ago. Yeah. Where does the time go? Well, happy Valentine's. How's your day going so far? Yeah, good. We've been just working today, um, and then we're going to go out for a little romantic meal later. Um, but we are going out early. We're going out at half five because we're parents now, so this is what we do. Yeah, it's <laughs> way after bedtime. We get out and we go home to bed. Okay. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. How is parenthood? Are you loving every minute of it? Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's hard some days and then it's easier other days, but the the rewards from parenting is just it's just amazing the way that it feels to watch him grow. Um and I yeah, feel like it's just the right time for us. And he's so lovely. He's such a happy little boy, isn't he? Yeah, for now. <laughs> Till the tantrum. <laughs> Does that scare you? Because my friends that have kids, so if your first one's as good as gold, they often say you kind of get a little bit cocksure. You think, oh, number two will be the same. And yeah. two comes along and it's a completely different ball game. <laughs> we have heard this, so I'm a little apprehensive about number two. We have spoken about baby number two. Um, we do want a second one, but yeah, maybe we'll just bide our time a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just make the most and live in the moment. How yeah. do you find scheduling, like, obviously, tonight being Valentine's Day, now you have got the little one, how, how is it kind of getting a date night? Is it a lot more harder? Yeah, it is difficult getting date nights in, um, but you've got to make sure that you still get time in for your partner. I think that's the key. And it, and it's, it's taken a little bit of juggling for us because obviously Alex and I have been together for seven years. So we were six years, just us two. So now we've got this little person in our relationship with us. Um, so you have to learn to have that and have that new little person and still put each other first sometimes, which is difficult because you're tired, you know, you're touched out. It's, it's a lot. Um, it just, you know, you've got to find babysitter and things, but we do manage it. We go on a few date nights, don't we? we yeah, when we to. can. Yeah. We can. I mean, I watched him DJ this weekend, so it's oh, not good. Oh, I love that. Because that must be such a, like a complete change to the relationship. Like you say, when you've been together seven years mm. and it's only you two, you have to kind of worry about you consider each other and you kind of you make that work and you live together and that's that's another kettle of fish isn't it when you first move in with someone yeah. I always think your first holiday with someone and moving in is when you really get to know each other's habits and what kind of you're a bit like oh the, the ick or what winds you up a little bit 
But that whole that whole situation changes when there's a third person in the relationship. Yeah, and you do have to learn to not just give your partner <laughs> the crumbs. I saw this um this quote the other day, I can't remember exactly, but it was saying just don't leave just the crumbs for your partner. Make sure you've got something um sustainable there with them and enough to give them because they are you know, still your life partner and you should still put a lot into your relationship. But it's it's hard. It is very hard because this little person relies on you completely. Um, so we're just yeah. trying to get to grips with it. <laughs> well, it couldn't be a better day to speak to you both. Obviously, being Valentine's Day and probably one of the most successful couples to ever come from a reality TV show and test the, the, the length of time because... As we've seen time and time again, it's not easy meeting no. someone. I think it just in general meeting someone nowadays is so hard. But with the pressure of being on a reality TV show and then this crazy industry, how do you think you've managed to make it work and become such a successful couple and obviously get married and have a little one? Um, uh, I think we were just honest with each other from the start. And like trust is such like a massive thing. And then when we was on Love Island, like we fell for each other in there and then you got to like transcend it over into like the real world, if you want to call mm -hmm. it that. And then like our life changed from doing the normal jobs that we had to into being in this whirlwind that's been going on for the past six, seven years now. And it's kind of like, we was lucky to have each other while we was going through it all. Mm -hmm. And it, that just made us stronger. And I think some, some couples don't want to work it enough. Um, and to be honest, we're just very like some some people just don't work with each other, yeah. and luckily we do. And that there's not, I don't think there's any secret to it. You just got to work hard at your yeah. relationship. I think. And I do feel like you know, not every day is sunshine and roses. Like there is hard days, and there is days when you will argue and you will, you know, not get along. But it's how you get through those days, and it's how you get on in the long run that you sort of have to focus on. I feel like a lot of people have throwaway relationships these days, and we sort of live in an era that's just not the same as it used to be yeah people find it easier to just walk away i think because yeah. like social media is like so you can just like chat to anyone on social media and people just think oh it's easy i'll just do that i'll just get rid of this one do you mm. know what i mean so i was gonna say you've literally hit the nail on the head i think social media i think has completely changed the game when it comes to dating now mm. because as we know so many people can be guilty you, you look at someone's instagram feed or whatever the social media platform is but generally it's insta you're looking at and it looks like everyone's got the perfect life, don't they? You, you kind of see all the dog and the house. And yeah. people invest so much into that. And I think, I obviously, I'm no doctor. Disclaimer for anyone that's listening. I don't think many people did think I was a doctor. But <laughs> just in case anyone's wondering. but So I can't diagnose, but I think there's got to be a correlation between the rise of mental health and the growth of social media. Yeah. Because we've all compared, and everyone can be guilty of it sometimes, comparison is the fee for joy and you can look at someone's their life on social media and as we all know that isn't always the reality behind it because who's having a row with their partner or having a really shit day and thinks you know i'm going to take a photo of this row and whack it on the ground <laughs> exactly you don't do you so you exactly. think oh if there's a lovely photo you do it or if you go for a dinner but generally in the middle of a, an argument you ain't going to picture it and then put it on social media no, yeah, yeah, I think I think people get like like you said too invested in towards social media kind of thing. I mean, I had like a bit of a New Year's resolution. I really kept it up that as well as I thought I'd do. But like I can't, I deleted my Twitter. I don't look at Twitter anymore because Twitter just like affects you mentally. Yeah, uh, that's a strange old place, isn't it? Twitter? Yeah, it's just so <laughs> sad. And I just think like with like the dating side of things, like you said, people just don't 
people are not going to post when they've had arguments. People are just mm. going to post the best times. And like, especially on a day like today with Valentine's, like people are going to be seeing where their partners have took, oh, someone took me to, I don't know, Paris or something for the weekend. And then one girl could be like, why haven't you took me to Paris? And everyone's always comparing themselves to each other. And I feel like you just got to enjoy what you've got and, and just like enjoy the life that you have. Like, so... Mm. And that's, I'm so interested in the stats I've been looking at. Like you were saying, obviously you guys are such a successful couple, happily married and everything, but people, the research that's gone into people when it comes to say the initial first date. Now, I personally think the first date, I mean, it must be strange for you guys because obviously it was on a TV show, but I think that's one of the most scary moments ever. Like you can be the most confident person in the world. And I think considering what we do, we probably are confident in so many ways. But to go up to a geezer in the bar and go, do, do you want a drink? I, I couldn't, I don't think I could actually do that. That's not in me. So mm. I kind of always get a little bit shit myself before the first date. So when I read the stats that 50%, so obviously half of people on their first dates mm. aren't them true selves. Did that shock you? And why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, when we did the campaign with TGI Fridays, their stats, yeah, it was 59% of people felt they couldn't be their authentic selves. And I think it is quite shocking, but it's also, I'm not surprised because there is so much pressure to be a certain way and to live up to standards. And we also are, you know, in the era of internet dating. So you have the profiles, the pictures, you all feel like you need to live up to this, this situation. So it doesn't shock me, but it is sad. Um, because there is only one you. There's only ever going to be one you. So you, you need to sort of learn to love yourself and go out there and be honest. But at the same time, if you need to tell a little white lie that's not going to harm anyone, it's going to give you that boost of confidence, then go ahead. It's a first date, you know. And I'm, I'll be the first one to say, first dates used to really scare me. Before Love Island, I hardly went on dates. I don't think I've probably known more than a handful because I was so nervous. And I'm terrified. Honestly, so I do feel for people. But look, at the end of the day, you know, every person that you're going to meet is either going to teach you something, you'll learn from them, or they're going to be a great person in your life. It's, it's a lesson or whatever. So you've just got to go out there and get it done. Enjoy yourself. Have a cocktail. <laughs> See, I think, yeah, that, that's a really good point because I guess you always kind of want to be the best version of yourself. Like if, if you was going to a job interview, for instance, you kind of, you, you want to show the best version of yeah. you and you want to feel your most confident. So it doesn't surprise me, but it kind of does because it's reading into them numbers, you're a little bit like, well, as long as people ain't in there telling compulsive lies and that's going, it. oh... I'm a stockbroker and I'm multi-millionaire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whatever it may be. And they've drank this never fantasist. <laughs> if it's a little bit of a tweak here and almost like just putting a filter on a photograph. Yeah. yeah. That I kind of, I think, is acceptable. But when it goes down the line of, if, if it's like just complete bullshit lies, it's a worry. <laughs> yeah, it's a very great area, I think. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, you have to make yourself feel comfortable and make sure the person you're going to date with, it, you're, all, you're going to feel nervous. The thing is, you're both in the same boat, is what I think <laughs> you've got to remember. You're both in the same boat. You're both on a first date. Um... But yeah, just try not give in to the pressures of social media and feeling like you've got to be a certain way and just enjoy the little things life has to offer. And talking of stats, there was then 50% of people asked fear of judgment was the main reason why they've held back on a first date. What mm. do you think about them numbers? Does that kind of make sense to you? The thing is, um, 
you mean first dates you are going to be judged it's kind yeah of that's the whole first that's, date yeah that's what the first that's, date that's is whether scary. you're going to go on the second one do you yeah. know what i mean so no matter how you look at it yeah first dates are always going to be hard to go on you've got to do, do know it. what i mean but like You've got to you've got to get yourself out there. If you want to find someone, you want to find love, you want to get you want to have your fairy tale ending. You got to you got to go out there and put yourself on the line and just get yourself into mm, date. So yeah, like you, the more you like the more you talk about it, the more you stress yourself out. You just need to go and do it. Into like, the day it. though, it, like we all we all, I made a preconceived judgment about Alex when we was on Love Island. When I first met Alex, I thought, oh god, here he is, like bit of a boy, <laughs> like got tattoos. I went, oh god, like he's gonna break my heart. I can't trust him. La la la. And then. <laughs> Turns out to be one of the most sensitive people. I'm a sweetie. Yeah, he's a sweetie. (laughs) He's a lovely guy. So I judged him wrongly. So someone could judge you wrong. Go out there and prove everyone wrong. Do it. Go go and be judged. Because at the end of the day, the only person that can really judge you is yourself. And if you're being true to yourself, then, you know, you'll be judged fairly. Yeah, that's a good point. Don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. Now, guys, if you can leave our listeners with one piece of advice to either side, so let's say a definite do and a definite don't when it comes to a first date. What's what's a do and a don't? Well, so- I would say don't over like over drink. Like I'd say have like a couple of cocktails. That is a good one. Honestly, if you overdrink, you'll start you'll start saying too much. Like, well, I certainly <laughs> would. So a couple of drinks, keep yourself, you know, ticket, I think. Uh, I think you need to go somewhere fun as well. Yeah. That I think that's a definite do. Just because yeah. if you're just going for it, like obviously a nice meal and that's great and whatever, but it can be a little bit intimidating. Whereas if you've got like a bit of an activity to do, it kind of like, I don't know, crazy golf or something mm. stupid like that, something silly and fun. It, 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 it takes the pressure off the conversation and it'll flow better. So don't bring up money because it's a weird <laughs> topic to bring up on a first date. Yeah. No money yeah. to Or exes. I think exes yeah. are terrible. Yeah. Or exes, yeah. But Alex, that's about the location of a date, that's so important, I think. I've never understood people that go to the cinema on a first date and don't speak no. for two and a half hours because you're just yeah. watching a film. I don't really get that. And also, when it comes to food, I don't know if this is more my hang-up, but like when you're going for a meal, I then look at the menu and I'm like, right, what's going to look the most <laughs> attractive to eat? Like, <laughs> the spaghetti bolognese if I'm wearing something white I think right I'm going to have a load of Tommy sauce down me yeah. so that ain't going to look great so <laughs> there's two, you're looking at food thinking what's the easiest to eat without it all cocktail work that, that's like a foul save <laughs> yeah but what's not going to end up in the veneers whereas like, a bit of crazy golf or something like that definitely an activity oh yeah. guys thank you so much for having a chat with me today it's so good thank to you see so you much, again man. and hopefully i'll see you in person yeah. soon oh, yeah, definitely take care guys well that was great to hear from uh from those guys sounded like a fun chat really fun chat like, i mean we was just saying at the top of the interview i haven't seen them you know we've lost track of time I was like, when did i last see she's like i can't remember the last time i, was like, I can remember it was we'd gone bingo um <laughs> but we worked out that was even pre panny d Three years. So when you ain't seen you for a while, yeah, three years. So scary, but nice to hear from someone who's made it work on reality TV. Mm. Um, Dating advice, yeah, lovely, lovely chat. What a nice show. What a lovely little show we've had today. Um, How? What have you got coming up this week, Bob? Anything? Um, Going away for the weekend. Little staycation, which is nice. Have you just been uh, on a staycation, Bob? That's interesting. Yeah, I thought I'll have another one, so that'll oh, be nice. How nice! <laughs> what about you, babes? 
Uh, I'm going to a vintage furniture fair this weekend. That's about as exciting as it gets for me. What are you after? Anything in particular? Big mirror. Oh, uh, so when you say that, I need a like I need a huge one, not yeah. like a full length. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and I don't know if I'll find it there because it's more sort of little bits and bobs. Um, but uh, but I'm going to go anyway. So that is my weekend sorted. I mean, to be honest, throw throw me in a furniture fair, and I'm like the happiest man on earth. So I'll have a, I'll have a <laughs> good time. Happiest anyway. with two dicks. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, cool. Well, that was a great show. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Until next week, goodbye. Bye, guys.